devil a tag team We keep a black and blue theme But got me Shawn Michaels too with Mario Gennetti Two me the secrets like Hetty But keeps me in the mix like spaghetti Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone Folks want to dead me I knew it wasn't my hood But it was no other way to get home I did want you what is up everybody welcome to the show i see things a little differently i am slow chemical this is your monday show this is your wrestling show this is um your your show where we have so much to talk about oh lordy lordy <sighs> just waking up too and uh gotta get it in otherwise i won't get in today but um yeah I, i'm Another interesting week. Uh, where do I start? So I went to my first uh, expo experience, Comic-Con style experience, air quotes, no air, air quotes, because we're doing air quotes here where I'm at. And I hadn't said anything about it because I wasn't going for work. Like legitimately when I first got here. All right, so I'm moving to my place. And one of the ladies from the rental office notices that I need like, a light bulb or something's wrong with my, my, my light in my kitchen. So she requests uh, for the uh, handyman to come. So he comes uh, one day. I want, say, I want to say it was like the next day or the day after. And he's just telling me what's going on. I just need a light bulb. But at the time, I couldn't find my light bulbs. I, weren't full, I was not fully unpacked um, out of my boxes. And I was like, okay, I'll just go. I, I I know I have a couple, but I don't know where they are at the moment, right? So he starts talking, and just for the record, just me being honest. So essentially, um, he's climbing down his ladder, and he's like, hey, I see that you have action figures. I was like, yeah, you know, big collectors. Yeah, I could tell. Um, so we have a bunch of cons around here. And I was like, really? Because, you know, I live in a small community. Compared to where I've lived the last decade of my life, in two different places that are widely considered you know, major cities, Atlanta and Denver, I was like, you know, I, I didn't see it. He was like, yeah. He was like, you know, there's a bunch of comic book stores here, here, and here. I've, I still have not been to all of them. Uh, and um, he was like, yeah, just... Uh, it's, it, you have a lot of options, you know, just, uh, and what they consider traffic out here, spoiler alert, it ain't traffic. Let's just be clear there, right? And he was saying how traffic is and blah, 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 this, that, and the dirt. I was like, okay, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And then he went on his way. So maybe like, no, no, let me rewind. He had texted me and I didn't know who he was. So I gave him my number just to see, see if I was home or not. Because uh, what they do at most apartment complexes. Um, if you're not home, they, they give you a text to say, hey, or, or they see if you're home or not, and if you're not home, and you, they, they say, hey, can we just go in your place? Yeah, or no, whatever, right? So anyways, he had my number. And so I don't think anything about it. Maybe like 20, 30 minutes later, I get a text message. It says, hey, and it's like, as I say, it says, hey, and it's link, a link. And I see the link, and it's, just, it's I'm like, okay, I click on it or whatever. As to this particular expo or whatever. And I'm like, looking through it, looking through it, looking through it, okay? Then I get another link, another link. I think I got three links. The final link was to this particular expo. And I was looking at it, and Mercedes Monet was going to be there. I was like, holy crap, on a cracker, this one has some pretty big names, right? At the time, it was what? Jesse Ventura and Mercedes Monet and Kurt Angle only, right? And I was like, holy crap, on a cracker, I gotta go to this one. So I said, hey man, this one has Mercedes Monet, I'm going, thanks. He's like, hey, welcome to blah, blah, blah. So I buy a ticket immediately, I buy an autograph from Mercedes Monet, I'm super excited, but I, got a, I have a feeling she's gonna cancel. And I don't have a feeling she's gonna cancel just because it was just too good to be true, right? Because this was, this was probably this. No, this wasn't the smallest expo I've been to. No, not by a long shot. Um, earlier this year in Colorado, there was like a, a fan expo. I don't even know what part of Colorado. I don't remember what part. I think it was Pueblo, which is like a 50 minutes away from where I was. It was snowing that day. I went there to meet. I don't remember their names. Forgive me. 
but it was for uh, the voices of Poison Ivy on Batman the Animated Series, animated series and Nightwing and, and Robin of the Animated Series. I don't remember their real names. I go out there, and one, it was, it was, yeah, it was legitimately no bigger than a high school cafeteria. And I just walked around. They had some really dope stuff, actually. I just wasn't interested because, um... I don't think every... First of all, these things at these cons have to be overpriced because they have to justify, like, their their table, you know? Now, sometimes you can make one sale and get your and immediately get your money back, but it depends on how far you came from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I saw a Poison Ivy figure there that I actually have, but it's not in box. Got that autograph. I could... I have I had a Robin. I put it in the box. I could not find it. I mean, I, once I found out that this dude was gonna be here, this is somebody we've been looking for. Cause me and um, Alone in the Dark, he went half on something years ago. Before, this is before COVID, right? This is right before I was gonna meet Kevin Conroy, and I was looking for him to sign. And I was at I can't remember the name of the comic book shop, but I was at a comic book shop in Colorado. Saw two pieces that were dope. One piece was a two-pack of Batman and the Mask of the Phantasm. The other piece was Batman and Robin with the Bat Signal in the middle. Both from Batman Animated Series. We both went half on it. I had Kevin Conroy sign his name to one. We were always planning on getting the guy who played Robin to sign the other one. Well, in that time, we had moved to a different place. He couldn't find that, find where he put it at. I think, I think he forgot about it and just didn't look. I really wanted to get that piece signed, but... It didn't happen. I really wanted to get my Robin signed. Could not find. I, by the time I already started boxing stuff up, I was already planning on moving. I didn't know where. <laughs> I boxed a bunch of stuff up. And um, I was like, okay, cool. You know, um, I was getting signed, whatever. So he signed a 2x4 uh, of Nightwing. 2x4, listen to me. Uh, what's, it, what's it? 7x8. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's the smallest one thing I've been to. And what I mean, it was easy. It was in and out, like legitimately get there. I'm thinking that's going to be a long line. They weren't there yet. This is when they first opened. I sit down for like 10 minutes. They get there like 15 minutes after the con opens. Sit down. No one is waiting to talk to them. I literally walked up to both of them, had a conversation with both of them. Well, I mean a conversation. This wasn't like a minute. This was a full-blown conversation. Like legitimately a full-blown conversation that they were having with me. Because I told you guys my rule before, I don't really talk to celebrities. I just walk up, handing my stuff, and try and get going. But these particular events, a lot of them, I think, I think it's why a lot of them go to these smaller events because they can actually talk to the fans. Honestly, that's my opinion. Um, I first go to Poison Ivy, and she's a someone there, and uh, where she's signing my stuff, and she's asking me what my favorite episode was, what my name is, and she's like, hey, do you want it personalized? I was like, no, you don't have to, but if you want, it's up to you, I don't care. That's, that's how I write because I'm never going to sell my collection. One day someone, when I'm long gone, will see my collection, they may be mad that my name is on it, but the reality is, if you have an autograph, I don't think many people would care. Just being real with you. So we're talking about that, and she signs it, or whatever, and I move on. Going to him, he, he, he talks to me as well, and blah, blah, blah. I think that's why they go, a lot of these, these celebrities go to these. Because for, for as much as, for, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's pretty cool to go, to be invited to New York Comic Con, to be invited to San, San Diego Comic Con. But the reality is that they're, they're a shit show. Everything is a fucking mess. You have to be in and out. Like it's just it's 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 a, it's a it's a bank job. Like legitimately, it's a fucking bank job. Um. So, anyways, I buy my ticket. I buy my autograph for Mercedes Monet, and maybe once a week I'm looking to see if she's you know canceled or not. No, nothing, nothing. Then once she got hurt, I said, "Oh, she's canceling this event. She's canceling this one in particular." Like, and well, and it's funny because. How, how things work out is life is so funny. So, I was working at a job in Colorado. They treated me really well. Well, during Christmas of last year, they were doing a giveaway. They were like, giving a bunch of stuff away, like a bunch of like gift cards and stuff, like online gift cards. And like they give away a fifteen hundred dollar one, a few hundred dollar ones, five hundred dollar one. So I'm just working, and one of the managers walked up to me, and she's like, "Hey, you won." And that's oh, okay. So I had a hundred dollar gift card. 
um, for months that my plan, my entire plan was with this gift card was I'm going to buy my first figures for when I move with this gift card. Legitimately, fellas, ladies, I, I tried my damnedest to use this gift card on RingsideCollectibles.com. It wouldn't let me use it. So I emailed them and said, hey, you guys don't take online gift cards? Well, it has to be a part. You have to add your zip code to it or something like that. So anyways, I go to the website. I said, maybe this thing just isn't legit, right? Sure enough, it has $100 on there. No issues, nothing. After trying for two weeks, I finally said, doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results as Sandy. I actually just then tried on the website for the uh, for Mercedes Monet autograph. Sure enough, works. Just what it just wasn't. It's just not compatible with Ringside Collectibles. So I said, like, okay, cool. I guess you know. So anyways, uh, she cancels after the uh, after her injury, and I said, like, okay, that sucks. You know. So then I was like, well, you can't get a refund for these type of events for the event itself. So I guess if I push hard enough, I could. But it's 20 bucks. So I was like, well, I didn't really care. And so then all of a sudden, they kept not announcing names and names and names. So then I see they have Devon Dudley there, Eric Art, which is Enzo Amore. They are promoting Ron Simmons, Ricky Steamboat, um, Rob Van Dam, Kevin Nash. And so I, I have a lot of people's autographs already, so I'm not really, like, too impressed. But then they see that they are having the Hardy Boys there. Now I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I met Jeff last year, but now I can get Matt's autograph. And I can actually, come, let's see, I can kind of complete what I did with Edge and Christian. Even though I don't have a two-pack of them, I have, you know, I can get, I have a broken Matt from the AEW days. That's in box. It's so cool. Not as exciting. Only because... Not because it's Matt, Matt Hardy, but just because it's not originally where I wanted to go. But I was still excited to go, you know. So I ended up going, and I was exhausted. Like, it, I will say this. This particular event, it was, like, the easiest to get in if you knew the rules. When I say that, like, you buy your ticket online. Before you get in line, you can literally just go up to the ticket counter, and they scan it there instead of them trying to scan it at the thing so you have a wristband or whatever. Did not know that, but I was in line. I asked someone just to hold my spot. It wasn't really an issue. No one's. I haven't experienced anyone that's being a, been a jerk at these things, but obviously, I'm sure someone's ruined it for everybody somewhere. Um, get there, and then I'm thinking I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like in and out within a couple hours. Well, no, the Hardys are not gonna be there till four o'clock. This thing open at noon. So all right, well, you know, there's only so much you can do with these small cons because there's only so many places you can walk around to. Well, then. I'm looking and Devon Dudley's there, so I was also I was having an internal th- discussion with myself to if I if I want his autograph because one, I'm like if I want his if I get his I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna want to get Bubba's. I've had I've heard such mixed things about Bubba at these particular cons that I'm like man I don't know if I want to give dude this person money. But once again, you never know what wrestling fans do or say because like they. I just don't know, like, when it comes to stuff like that, that I'm like, you know, because I, I, I will say this, I've never had a bad experience with a wrestler. Knock on wood. I've never, I just, I never have. Usually, like, I, I have to, like, walk away from wrestlers and they're, like, constantly talking, you know, and I think that's what they expect is for them to, excuse me, it's for you, it's, it's, that's what they think you want. And that's cool, I, but I just, you know, I, I just, like I said, I want to, I want to give someone else that, I, I, I met the person, got the autograph, I want to give someone else that experience to have, to have more time to talk, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, Ron Simmons is usually popular at these events. Like, believe it or not, Ron Simmons is pretty popular at these events. Like, people will have the old WCW World Heavyweight Championship, not the big gold. Because I don't think Ron Simmons ever held the big gold. Because at that time, that was when Ric Flair had took big gold to WWE. So he had this, like winged eagle version of wcw heavyweight championship it's not actual winged eagle but if you actually google it you'll get you get what i'm saying but like ron simmons is really popular these things and people want to talk to him and he's a talker you know i remember when i met him he was very much a talker and he's always like if you're trying to take a selfie he's not big on selfies like no 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 let's find someone to take a picture it's better that way very very lovely person so anyways um so I'm walking around, and so I finally said, uh, you know what, let me go get Devon's autograph. You know, why not? It can't hurt. Um, 
just it's something to do, bro. And I won't regret having his autograph. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, it's whatever. So, anyways, go to him. He has no one there. Well, he had people there, but like, I don't know what these guys were doing, but they had so many things to sign. They had Minton Box, Devon Dudley, Kevin Nash, RVD stuff. I don't know what was happening there, but I thought I was going to go. So I get seven by eight of him, and uh, he was just asking me how I was doing because we had to wait for his car, his square to, uh, to come on. That's, oh, no worries, no worries. I was like, hey, I know you've had some health issues. Like, um, have you thought about maybe, you know, just doing like a smoke and mirrors kind of tag team retirement match? And he was like, well, actually, I got cleared. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So he got cleared in January, he said. And then, this, I mean, this is what I mean by these wrestlers just talk at these events. He said he got cleared in January, and then he had back surgery. And he had back surgery because him and Bubba had been talking about doing some stuff in Impact. And then he said, like, well, let's let's make sure we can do everything we want to do. So that so those discussions never fell through, but they just, he wanted to wait till he had full mobility. And so he says he feels good now. He says he's, he's going to be fully cleared from the back surgery in um, August. And they said, and they said, then they said this talk of like doing some stuff at next year's WrestleMania weekend, where it's gonna be the Dudleys and the Hardys. And I said, oh, that's breaking fucking news, you know? I like, I love how you're just giving that shit away. He's like, yeah, I'm super excited, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna get back in the ring, you know? I just wanted to make sure I was fully healed up, and I, and he said he had a stroke a few years ago, so that was once again, these guys would just talk at these events, you know? And I, and once again, because the square was still setting up. There's no no need to walk away. No one was behind me, you know. Like people were going to Devon, but it was like intermittently, you know what I'm saying? And so then um just waited and then I just kinda hung around and then I was on the phone for a couple for like a couple for an hour. The Hardys finally get there and it was a clusterfuck because now you have some people who get two or and the Hardys are just nice. So you have some people that get two autographs from both, some people just want one and just it was a cluster, but it didn't take long to get through there because I was pretty much at the first part of the line. And I only needed Matt Hardy's autograph, so I'm going, and Matt starts talking. Once again, these wrestlers just fucking talk. And so he takes a picture of mine. He says, this is the first broken Matt here. Like, I was in line full of fans that were WWE version, uh, WFE version fans of the Hardys. Because what I mean, like, everything was WWE. Like, a lot of fans were, like, worried that they wouldn't be able to sign him. And I was like, honestly, I've never met an AEW wrestler that, that I mean, they had, for God's sakes, they had WWE merchandise you, you could buy from them. I was like, I don't think that's the thing with AEW wrestlers. I, I don't think, I think, well, WWE, that's the thing. For those of you who don't know, WWE is so strict on what people can sign um, that there's no personalizations. I even think if you want Undertaker to sign, like, I think I said this before last, I think I said this last year, I think if you want someone like Undertaker to even put a Hall of Fame, uh, class of Hall, Hall of Fame class of whatever, that's like an extra 20, 40 bucks. Legitimately, what I'm looking, Godfather just does that. Fucking Booker T does that. Honky Tonk Man does that. Kurt Angle does that. RVD does that. I'm looking at my wall right now. They just do that. But like, there's no personalizations whatsoever. It's really weird because usually people say, I'm going to personalize it because they don't want you selling it on eBay. You know, WWE has strict rules with their autographing. So that's why a lot of times people will go just to get the autograph. But a lot of times they're like, or, or just to get, or, or to meet the person. But a lot of times it's not like, uh, okay, I, this is the best analogy I can think of. It's like, I, I, I ate it, but I wasn't, I ate it, I didn't want it, but I needed to eat something because I was hungry. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, that's what it was. That's, that's what it is. Because um, there's really... Some of these people are WWE lifers. So you don't know when they're going to be on the con scene. And by the time they get on the con scene, their line will be... Can you imagine if Roman Reigns does the comic con scene? It's going to be like John Cena's. And John Cena's was fucking ridiculous. Now, it was... The way it was handled, it was kiss. Because it was perfection. You know what I'm saying? Um... But yeah, it was a complete shit show. If you're someone who likes to move all around and see multiple people, you need to take a couple hours, maybe even three, to focus on that. If it's not, if it's a con, it's not as prepared as some cons. You know what I'm saying? 
um, but ECCC, ECC was prepared. Um, so anyways, that was a pretty cool event. I actually have, I put my broken mat in between my Christian autograph and my Jeff Hardy autograph. So that was pretty cool, and the autograph was actually pretty popping, you know. Um, but it was a good experience, so I had my first experience there. I'm actually looking forward to going back on tour next year with my comic cons, with my, with my comics and and music. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm excited about that. But it was good to see that see that experience and um, just be a fan, you know. Uh, but anyways, that that was long winded. But I wanted to say I, I did want to say that because someone asked me about that particular con, and I said yeah I, I, I'm going, uh, and they were going to go too. They were going to fly in. But uh, once Mercedes, when they canceled, they, they they changed those plans. So, anyways, let's. Where do we start here? Uh, let's start with Raw. Let's, let's start with Nollywood, okay? Shayna Baszler cuts a promo saying that uh, essentially it was a good promo, just saying how she earned her spot. Ronda just didn't deserve it. If this all feels rushed, it is. It's because it is rushed. Essentially, the World Tag Team Championship run with the two was supposed to be longer, but Ronda got hurt. And Ronda has given WWE, which we didn't know until his last weekend, after I finished recording, of course, she gave them a heart out. She said, hey, I'm leaving on this day. So she's, I guess she's going to be officially done with WWE. And she really wanted to work with her friend and put her friend over before she left. So I guess SummerSlam might be the target date for this. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had Banger before she left, you know. Um, but let's, if we look at the timeline of Ronda Rousey, which is not over yet, but it's, Looks like it's going to be a month away or less than a month away. Ronda came in, much hype. Um, the first appearance was really weird. She did the pointy thing at WrestleMania. She wasn't even part of that, the, the title scene at that point. Her first year was amazing. She stole the show at WrestleMania 32 or 33, whatever it was, in Dallas, where it was Triple H's last good WrestleMania match. Kurt Angle's, I think, second to last WrestleMania match. But they had the best match on the card. Imagine that. Um, the older competitors and Triple H having a, a really fun match that stole the show in Dallas. And it was a very impressive debut, you know? And she had put the work in, and you could tell she was all in, which was awesome. So then you fast forward, and she's mainly a part time player. More, more, more than Brock, but she's instead of her working twenty hours, she's working twenty five hours a week, still part time now, you know. Which I think would have been best to keep her that way, because she had a mystique about her, like Brock Lesnar has. So her first year was amazing. She wins the, t- the championships, or she and she won a championship, and she had matches with Sasha Banks, matches with uh, Charlotte Flair, like she had some bangers. But then the rise of Becky Lynch happened, and that was going to be one of the great what-ifs of this generation. When we look back at this in the next five years, we never got a one-on-one match with Becky Lynch and, and uh, Ronda Rousey. And that was the time to do it, but they were having their first women's main event at WrestleMania. They had to throw Charlotte Flair in, Charlotte Flair in there. I say had, air quotes again. And... Becky had her moment, it's all that matters. I remember going into that WrestleMania, I'll never forget this. And this is going to be a story one day that's documented, hopefully, on an unauthorized documentary somewhere. I remember going into that WrestleMania where you had Seth Rollins facing Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. He just won the Royal Rumble. Kofi Kingston, you had Kofi Mania going against Brian Danielson. And you had Becky Lynch going into the Lions Den against two other women. I remember everyone saying they can't give us, they, they never give us all what we want. So someone's not getting their happy ending and no one knew who it was. And it was really, it was really like, it kept you at the edge of your seat because you we all know how giving Brian Danielson is, but it might not be his choice. It's Vince McMahon's choice. Even if Brian Danielson lobbies to lose, what does it matter? You know, Brock Lesnar. You know, he's had this long, ridiculous run for, he literally, the run, they had this run with Brock Lesnar where they sacrificed Braun Strowman's, you know, height. Braun Strowman never recovered from losing to that 1F5 against Brock Lesnar. I, I've made clear, I, I don't think they're bad wrestlers. I'm just not a big fan. I don't get the carrying cross and Braun Strowman thing. But I get 
why they would want to push them as top heels and top like in world world titles. I get that part of it. I just don't there I, I just don't enjoy their work for me, you know. And that was the moment to do I remember watching that saying, hmm, what are we doing here? And when they did what they did, I'll never forget the first first of all the match was bad and the crowd was quiet. But I remember when they did what they did, my first thought was this guy, he's never going to recover. And yeah, he won a World Heavyweight Championship. I think he won the Universal Championship. It, it was only because Roman Reigns refused to be there because of his health, you know. And it, was, it they sacrificed a top heater, you know, just to keep, a, 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 just to keep his, his title ring going. You know, it was weird. So I remember going into WrestleMania, watch, watching with much anticipation. I, I don't think I've watched another WrestleMania since then with as much anticipation until this year with the Cody Roman Reigns match. Um, but her first year was amazing. And then she came back and they made her full time. And that was a mistake. And they never gave us the payoff to Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. So she just went to obscurity. She, she literally, she's had a three year run. She's done everything. Won every single championship. Uh, she's just nothing more she can do also. You know, um, she's not the best on the mic. Um, but do you think about think about it? One day they'll slap her in the Hall of Fame. She'd be good. But I think this match will still be good. I think SummerSlam's <laughs> looking like SummerSlam's gonna be like fan fucking tastic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Alpha Academy and Maxine Dupree defeated the Viking Raiders. Uh, Maxine was cheered like crazy in this. Like this, I understand this was a showcase for Maxine du- Dupree, but this was also I'm hoping sniffing the hopium. Uh, but uh, it's also a, it feels like for a reflection of Chad Gable as well, hugging the ref from Chad Gable because they're teaching her how to wrestle. They're having like a graduation ceremony this, this upcoming Monday as well, and um, everything she did, like whether it was a suplex, like oh, like they were just having they were just having fun with it. Like um, she has a long way to go, obviously, but look here, getting him on a TV show, Chad Gable, it, it, it's always a good thing. They've had the same match for weeks with these two teams. Uh, but I thought this was a cool moment, you know. Uh, Ross did start with Seth Rollins in the ring saying he made out by the skin of his teeth. And all of a sudden, who came out to cut, uh, to interrupt was Cody Rhodes. And he was saying, hey, I was the last guy to really beat you, beat you. So how about we do a world championship match? And before they can come out of his mouth, Brock Lesnar's music hits. And then a brawl ensued. Cody literally took off his... His, his 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 jacket ring jacket ran out. They started brawling over the place. Brock was left laying with a Cody cutter, and Brock rolled up the ring and abandoned ship. This is to no surprise. This will be the match at SummerSlam in Detroit. Um, I've already made clear how I feel. I can care less. Um, hopefully Cody can win. Uh, I Brock doesn't need it. Obviously Cody can use it, and it's gonna be some some sort of stipulation. So. I don't know what stipulation I can think of unless you unless you're doing a last man standing. I'm not saying I'm not saying it should be a thing, but if you look at what they did with uh, Brock with the last man standing with him and Roman, or even the the long ass last man standing with Macho Man and fucking Crush from WrestleMania 10, where it had to be a 60 second time limit uh, or 60 second uh you 60 seconds 60 seconds we can't can't get back to the ring. Crush was tied up horribly. And some some ropes, and he couldn't make it back to the ring. It just was ridiculous. I don't know what you can do. Maybe a Texas bull rope match. Um, maybe I don't know. But Cody needs to win. There is a rumor, and and I was, it looks like I was wrong. There's a rumor that the Bloodline saga will complete at SummerSlam, and after that, will continue Roman Reigns' historic t- championship run. And the main event for next year's WrestleMania in Philadelphia is apparently still set in stone. Cody Rhodes, Brock, uh, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, two, and apparently that is the thing they're going with. I mean, Cody doesn't need to win the Rumble again. He could make it there. Well, I don't know how. Matter of fact, now I think about it, there are different fucking brands, so he does need to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> a lot could happen. Look here, the fans are still behind Cody, even when they cheered Brock Lesnar coming out. They were still chanting Cody. Now sometimes it's hard to tell with these things because WWE sweetens the pot. Uh. They shave points, as as as, as people say. They, they do so much uh, crowd noise. Sometimes you don't know what's real and what's fake. This was definitely real. Um, 
but apparently that's the main event. So here's the thing, and they can get away with this now. It was because I know, I think it was Raj Geary or someone said months ago, months ago, that after SummerSlam, Roman Reigns was taking a break, and they can do this now. You know why? They shouldn't, but they can do this now because they have two world champions again. So you can actually have Rollins, who's been floating as a world champion with NXT and Raw, he can actually float between all three brands now. Because guess what? They already set the standard of that when they had AJ Styles in the finals of the World Championship Tournament. So he can go between all three brands. So they won't be missing a champion. Now, here's where the concern comes into play now. If this, it's, I saw this report on Sportskeeda, and I was trying to do some more research because there was no name attached to it. So I don't know if that's opinion or not. Um, but I've seen it elsewhere as well where people are saying supposedly internally... SummerSlam is where the Bloodline saga will end, which means Reigns is going to come on top, and but he won't have the Bloodline anymore. So that's that's cool. Where to from there, though? Where to for the Usos and Solo Sokoa from there? Are they off TV for a while as well? What's the next storyline? Because I can't see them setting, I don't see them setting anything up. For God's sakes, LA Knight wasn't even on the television show on Friday. He was literally like an online exclusive. Where he took out a heel hit row. I'm doing air quotes again. This show, this show on on Friday, first of all, was the highest selling Madison Square Garden show of all time, which says a lot because they ran that show all uh, that building the same way AEW runs Chicago all the time, and that's clearly their city. You know, they've been running the Garden for decades. You know, but that that show, we're gonna get to that later on. But that show was interesting though. So that's, I wonder, I wonder what's next. That's all. But anyways, that's apparently the main event for next year's WrestleMania. And that's where Cody will finish the story, which means he has to win the Rumble to do it. Unless they have some... Well, this is WWE. There is no hard brand split. They could have him at the end of the day. Just simply get into Elimination Chamber or something and choose his champion of choice. But whatever. Anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Finn Balor accidentally... No, accidentally, air quotes again. Interrupts Damian Priest cash-in. Uh, there is uh, dissension in, in the ranks of the Judgment Day. Uh... Seth Rollins gives Dominic a pedigree on the floor as he gets away. Uh, it, 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 there's big problems in the Judgment Day, my friends. Ricochet calls out Logan Paul. We did end up seeing footage of behind-the-scenes brawl between Ricochet and Logan Paul. And Logan Paul did come out and say, well, he cost me the match. And uh, Ricochet said, well, that, now you know how we feel when you got added to the match. So it looks like that's the direction they're going for SummerSlam. Is, and this is where Logan Paul will get a win. Because Rick, Ricochet won't beat Logan Paul. But this is where this should, this should be a spectacle, and Logan Paul gets win, and bragging rights. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green are the new number one contenders for the women's tag team championships. I don't think anyone actually cares. Good for them. Um, and Rhea defended her women's championship against Natalia. This was not squash. It was actually a really good match. Um, apparently, uh, folks behind the scenes were happy with it as well. So uh, that was a, that's a let's hit some New Japan notes. Julia. Is your new strong woman's champion defeating Willow Nightingale, which caused some ripple effects with uh, her matchup with Athena. But th- at first I was surprised that her reign was so short. Then I realized something. It was never supposed to be her reign to begin with. <laughs> so, like, it, she, she at least had to run, you know. Um, so that, that so that's a, that's a good thing, you know. Um, but it was a good match. And, and Willow, for uh, like, I know some people, like, one dude said to me, she was a big woman, said, she's just thick. Because she, you know, probably eats regular food like chicken and, you know, pork chops. Yeah, pork chops. But, you, but she's just a thicker woman. That's it. She looks normal. Like, she, like, like most women don't. Are, my example, right? Maxine Dupree looks like she looks like I'm pretty sure she eats something, right? But she's a model by design. Fucking Willow is a wrestler. You know, like, like she's. And she, she can still be a model with her looks because she has great hair, pretty, nice smile. But I'm just saying, she's a plus-size, curvaceous woman. And I wouldn't call her plus-size. But nowadays, that's what the term is, because no one gets offended. But I think she's more just a curvy woman. But she can move, and she's great in the ring, you know? But um, this was never supposed to be her title reign to begin with. So, like, her her getting it was a big one. Julia moving on, moving forward. I'm assuming her and uh, Mercedes Monet will eventually uh, bump heads. Um... Eddie Kingston, what a moment this was for him. He defeated Kenta 
his first time in New Japan. Remember, Eddie Kingston is the only AEW representative in the new in the G1 Cup. This was his first time overseas in New Japan. And he defeated Kenta to become the strong openweight champion. He was very emotional. And um, I know a lot of people were happy for Eddie. I can't wait till he has his, till, until he has his moment in the States. I really can't. You know, I, 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 that moment that he does do this, I mean, I think he's going to be the one to, def, to, to, to throw on Claudio. When he does, that place is going to go crazy. The place is already going crazy. He was super emotional. What a moment that was. But Eddie Kingston did not end there. He ended up cutting a promo backstage saying how because he's in New Japan, he couldn't be the one to challenge Claudio at Death Before Dishonor. Before his match, he had wore a Mark Briscoe t-shirt. Uh, or Jay Briscoe t-shirt. I'm sorry, I can't remember which one passed away. I, I apologize. I'm having a, uh, a mind blank here. Um, excuse me. He wore a Jay Briscoe t-shirt. And um, he said, hey, I didn't wear a shirt to say, hey, look at me. I wore a shirt to say, hey, Mark, I need you to do what I can't do right now. I need you to be the one to dethrone Claudio. So the main event, just like that, is set up for Death Before Dishonor. A weird way to do it. But you have Mark Briscoe challenging Claudio Castagnoli for the RH1 World Heavyweight Championship. There's no other matches signed for that pay-per-view. I think that pay-per-view happens next weekend. Um, and I don't watch RH every week, so I don't know if they, if there's more matches. I have not seen more matches signed for that, though. Uh, they usually would at least p- promote them, right? <laughs> Or throw something out there, you know, but I've seen nothing. So, congratulations to Eddie Kingston. John Moxley defeated es- uh, Desperado in a final death match, which was crazy. Um, exits, exits AEW. When you say who's Trench, uh, that's fair. He was a tattooed white guy that was a part of the uh, street affiliates that were that uh, Swerve Scott was uh, the leader of. Now he's the leader of the Mogul affiliates, or whatever it's called. Um... He had one match, and he just quietly let his contract expire, which is what AEW does. Um, I didn't know where any of that was going, but if you look at everything they've done with that whole Swerve Keith Lee thing, it makes sense. We've got a new explanation for fucking anything. So it's really fucking weird. And it's weird because Dave Meltzer even said that the plan as of last month was to have All In be where they have Keith Lee um, Swerve Strickland match. Did we never... What? Eh, whatever. Collision. Second week's numbers, it went down to 450000 for the tape show. Um, look, this is what it is, man. It's a hard day to have live television. It's Saturday. It's, even if you are a fan, Saturday's nights are where you go out. That's just what it is. We got, it just, just, that's not surprising at all. It's not a reflection of the show. And remember, TNT won it on this night. So... Jacob Fatu is accused of no showing events. I know MLW is taking it seriously. Matter of fact, taking it so seriously that even that MLW event that was last night, hell, last night, people said, "Well, Jacob Fatu was here." So it's like, wow, like this is like a big deal. Court, Court Bowers Clinic says that they're taking it very seriously and that they're looking into the the, the accusations slash charges. So or, or accusations. According to WrestleTix, this is crazy. I think it was just last week I said, well, I thought they were going to, it's like AEW All In was going to sell like 72, like the final movie 72. They've already sold 75,000 tickets to this thing. Not one fucking match has been announced for this goddamn thing. Not one match yet. Like, we, only rumor we have about the show, about what's happening, we're doing air quotes again, is the fact that Osprey is booked for it, but we don't know booked for, for guess who? But they sold 75,000 tickets already. I'm like, and this is, here's the thing that's crazy is, they, it's damn near possible for the, it's fucking possible for them to get 80,000 people in there. It's possible. Because they, they, right now, there's, there's nothing signed. No one knows what's happening. This is just strictly off of word of mouth and people saying, hey, I want to be the first one there. That's cool. But holy shit, this is going to be crazy. I did not say this last week, but I want to say it this week. Uh, Draws, Darren Drawsdorf passed away last week. Um... For those of you guys who don't know, or for you guys add to uh, era fans, Draz was a part of the LOD for a little bit, but he also was known to to puke on command. He was in that famous scene, a really popular scene in um, Beyond the Mat, where you see his first meeting with um, Vince McMahon, and that's how they come up with his gimmick and everything. You also have the scene where after Mick Foley goes back after his I Quit match, and you see Draz like, "Man, you're the fucking man, dude!" Blah blah blah. Like this big upping. Um, Mick Foley. Uh, he, he, for those of you guys who don't know, essentially Draws was paralyzed. Um, 
after a botched spot with him and D'Lo Brown uh, at a house show. And D'Lo has always been distraught over it, always felt bad over it. Um, Draws was, he, according to everything, Draws was always positive. Uh, Draws always was, like, very positive about it. He um, never blamed D'Lo. He said shit happens, you know. And um, apparently he was positive until his last day. So I just want to acknowledge him. He wasn't my favorite wrestler or anything, but just I remember just hearing stories about how positive he was over the years. It's just like, man, that's just he refused to let uh, life take anything else from him. Now I just want to acknowledge it. So rest in peace, uh, Draws. Let's hit Dynamite. Ruby Soho defeats Britt Baker and what a shit show of a match it was. It was way too much interference. They protected ba- Britt. T- so much. So now we have a semi-final match of Britt Baker, excuse me, of uh, Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Um, I'm assuming Sky Blue gets the win here, but it was just that I didn't. The match, those two could have a good match. It just didn't need all the outcast interference, but it made sense because Jamie Hader's out and Willow was out, so like she had no Britt Baker had no backup. Well, Sky Blue was there, but Sky Blue is not really connected to Britt Baker, so you get my point. Adam Cole and MJF advance in the blind uh, eliminator tournament. This was gold. You had Adam Cole's birthday, which no one fucking knew. Um, there was a party that was thrown. Um, my only thing I'll say this is this is this is fun. Even online, even on Twitter, it's just fun. Like uh, MJF was like, "Hey, I have to. I'm ill. I can't wrestle this week." And Adam Cole's like, "You're you're showing up to TV." And he was like, "Fine. I guess it's only cool when you do it," which is hilarious. Um, I think it would be a nice change of pace. If instead of whenever MJF's ready to turn on Adam Cole, Adam Cole beats him to the punch. Just be one baby face that doesn't let, let him kick you in the dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hoping for that, but we'll see. But this was fun. Darby had a nice opening little segue with Keith Lee, who we motivated, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and Orange Cat, it was the, the, the opening match was the best match and it had the most controversy to it, too. So it was Orange Cassidy. And Darby Allen and the team, the Blind and Eliminator, against Keith Lee and, and Swerve Scott, which hey, the former tag team champions. I think it was a year that they were a year ago they were tag team champions this month. And um, of course, it was miscommunication between Swerve and Lee. Um, Swerve takes the pin. There was a problem though, because Lee was the legal man. You heard them say Lee was the legal man, but the referee is not going to say, "Hey, I can't do this." Well, he could have, but then that's. More timing, more, and literally it wasn't too obvious for him to just tag him out just for Swerve to take the pen, so it wasn't going to work. But there was some controversy there, but look here. I thought it was the hottest match on the show. Swerve and Lee were never a bad tag team, you know, like they were put together and that was a great tag team. But they would have an even better match, and this was actually a fun way to get Keith Lee back into the swing of things, because two weeks ago he re-dyed his hair black, and in and, and this match he was just throwing Darby in. Fucking Orange Cassidy around. At one point in time, it was a cool spot where Darby's under the ring steps. And Orange has uh, Keith Lee in a sleeper hold. And legit, Keith Lee's walking up the steps as Darby's underneath him, which is, that just looked painful. Um, but it's one of those situations where this this felt like Keith Lee getting back to where he needs to. And I can't wait to get him back in. I can't, not back. I can't wait to get him in fight forever. Him and Samoa Joe. That'd be some fun matches. Kenny Omega defeats. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yuta suffered a partial hamstring tear in this, but should be good to go by blood and guts. Um, Omega gets laid out by the Blackpool Combat Club, where it's announced there that we're having what, 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 what was like not announced, it, but it was like it was leading to other things. So, like, you had the Blackpool Combat Club beating down the elite, and the Dark Order comes out. And you think they're going to help, but no, they come in and t- to take a chair away from Hangman Adam Page and allow them to continue to get beaten down because they're so resentful of Adam Page. And this leads to a, a, a trios match, a six-man tag match, excuse me, um, at Rampage, where Dark Order did get the win over the Elite, by the way. But um, this was a good match between Yuta and Omega. Don Callis wants Chris Jericho to join his, his, his new family. Jericho says maybe... The JAS approach him later on, and Jericho says, you, know, I, you can't always be with me. So uh, so I, I need you guys to do what you guys need to do on your own. So this looks like to be the coming to the end of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't know where Jake Hager's been. Jake Hager's been in the back of... Jake Hager and fucking Bobby Lashley have been on the fucking back of a milk carton. I don't know where they are. 
Uh, I'm going to assume they're on vacation, you know. Um, but I was, we haven't seen them. In, when's the last time we seen Jake Hager? I don't even remember. I think the last time we saw uh, Bobby Lashley was that dumbass Andre Battle Royal, right? They both have been gone for months. Um, so, that's, so that was interesting. But it looks like it could be the end of the JS. So that's that's very interesting there. AEW Fight Forever. I don't know the numbers for the U.S., but I saw that last week. Uh, the the numbers for the, the overseas of UK were really good for AEW. Like Fight Forever sold uh, number top number three, uh, or top three. They were number three in sales in the UK, and I was like, that's fucking amazing. Actually, pretty fucking dope. Um, so good for them. But also, they announced or they threw out a trailer for Stadium Stampede. Uh, I've never played Fortnite, but I have been in the room when Fortnite's being played. So it looks like it's Fortnite with wrestlers. Um, from the, I think it was like a 51 second trailer. It looks like it's going to be 30 wrestlers online for free, downloadable. And it looks like you can, everything's going to get, I know someone was saying, well, you could just hide until they're all dead. But it looks like you, it's caving into the stadium. So you, you might have like a certain amount of time to make it to the stadium before it like caves in on you. Because I, I know that's the thing with Fortnite. It forces you guys, it, even though it's a map, it forces you guys to battle in one area. Um, and it looks like that's what it's going to do here. So it's taking the Fortnite element and just adding AEW wrestlers. So that should be fun. Um, you see horses being used, bombs, fucking rocket launchers. It looks fucking over the top and ridiculous. So um, I, I have a terrible online record, by the way. I'm pissed off with the online because I'm 2-5. and five, And it's not even that people are tough. It's just that, example, I'm about to win, like my last experience online, I was about to win a match. I'm being the guy up good. I do like four or five. I literally do four or five signatures in a row. Because in the game, if you haven't played the game yet, you only have a certain amount of time with your, with your finisher before it like times out. But your signature, you can keep going with that. You can hit, and that's why I do honestly with Adam Cole. Hit like four or five signatures, and then that and that leaves them weak enough to where then you can pick them up and hit the the boom with them. Right? Literally it was glitchy. I have this guy pinned. A fucking thirty count. I finally just get up, let up. Then it just it just glitched up. So anyways, I, I I I'm cost of victory. The guy finally left the fucking game because he's not insane like I am. But I was so pissed off because I had this one guy did the rights. I had a signature going. He kept blocking, and the more he kept blocking, his energy's going up. I'm like, why is my energy not going up? Like his energy's going up. I have to earn my energy. I don't know what's going on, but it's very frustrating. I have a horrible online record. I don't usually like playing online anyway. Because of shit like this, I just, I just don't, I have not been able to find, I, and my two wins, I've only been able to win with Am Cole, and so I don't know, I, I don't, I don't get it yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have fun with it. So then I was trying to, I was doing, I was trying to do a casino battle royal. They found nobody in all the fucking world. They found no one to play with me. Only thing I've been able to do is play one on one matches. I haven't been able to play ladder matches, nothing online, and I still haven't played a ladder match by myself. But, like, it's just really weird. The server, well, I don't know what's going on with that. And I, at first I thought it was my connection. Then I'm looking. I'm like, wait a second, though. I have the highest Wi-Fi grade. Like, what's going on here? You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just playing the wrong time of day. Anyways, I'm still enjoying the game. But, yeah, I'm just pissed off about the online aspect of it. Let's hit some news and notes. Jeremy McDivitt has exited the MLW lawsuit with WWE. Um, as he's nearing retirement, but Dave Meltzer has said there's more to the eye, uh, more than meets the eye with it. Apparently, like Jer- um, the same lawyers they're using are the same ones that made the Endeavor deal. Well, apparently, like Vince McMahon, like is not happy. They thought this was going to go away, and it has not gone away. If anything, it's gotten stronger. And um, apparently, Vince McMahon is not happy that this is not going away, and MLW is not backing down. So it's interesting that Jerry McDevitt, you could use his air quotes again, the fact that he's um, retiring, but like, or slowing down, but like, it seems like this is more serious and don't know what's going to happen out of it, but it seems like this is more serious than, you know, than I even thought. You know, I, I knew it was serious, but like, I didn't know how much firepower MOW had, but I guess they got something going on because this is still gone. So good for them. Rampage, we already talked about the Dark Order, Dark Order defeating the Elite. Sammy Guevara and uh, Daniel Garcia, who are tag team partners in the Blind Eliminator Tournament, they have advanced. Big Bill and Brian Cage has advanced. They will be facing MJF and Adam Cole. In other news, Malachi Black 
uh, which we did not know until he announced it, well, he made this, this statement, he had requested to be on Strictly on Collision only, which was very interesting in itself. SmackDown, the tribal court ends in fucking chaos. All four of these motherfuckers, five including Paul Heyman, they need therapy, and they need shock therapy, by the way, because they're all crazy. They're all fucking crazy. Um, it started with, uh, essentially, Jey Uso, the Usos, <laughs> throwing footage to when Roman Reigns was just abusing everybody. And Roman looks like, Roman, you, the best analogy is Roman looks like when a woman approaches her significant other and says, hey, I caught you cheating, fucker. And they show him footage of him cheating. He's like, that ain't me, bro. Nah, that ain't me. That's what he look. You, you point out my worst. Like Roman said this. You point out my worst moments. I didn't need this. I don't need this for my family. But my, like, he's just completely gaslighting these motherfuckers. So he gets on one knee. He's handing the layover to uh, Jimmy. All, excuse me, to Jay. All just a low blow him. This leads into this leads into a huge brawl where they take Jimmy out. They write Jimmy off TV. Jay is pissed. Jay goes to the hospital with Jimmy. All of a sudden, later on in the night, you have. By the way, this took up 40 minutes of the show, which clearly was way too fucking long. No, not because it wasn't entertaining. It was very entertaining, but it caused a ripple effect throughout the other night part of the night. Like. You had uh, AJ Styles carrying cross match that was two minutes. Now they said that carrying cross was injured, and it looked like it to be a legit injury. So it's it's probably best he had a two minute match. But this was, I feel like this was just another reason why, even though we're in the moment, I can't think of another storyline in WWE history that went on for this long and was still entertaining. And this is why this. A lot of people will probably crown this the greatest storyline in WWE history. Because it just keeps having the dips and ups and downs. So anyways, later that night, the very end of the night, Roman's, at, Roman's out. He's awaiting Jay. Jay comes back. He lays out Solo Sokoa. Lays out Roman. Roman runs away. Lays out Solo again. Picks up the WWE, uh, I guess the so-called Undisputed Championship. And he says, you need to accept my challenge because there's no wise men, there's no brothers. You need to accept my challenge because it's trial by combat and I'm going to whoop your ass one more time. So essentially, that's the, that's the gauntlet has been laid down. The main event SummerSlam is set now. Even though it's not official, it's set. We know it. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns. Roman's winning, I mean, because he already took the, 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 the pin. And I don't see Damian Priest coming in to cash in on Roman. But yeah, if this is the end of it, I wonder how they end it. Do they end it with Roman having to take out his brother? I mean, having to take out Jey Uso? And when he takes him out, that's when he loses Solo? How does that work? That's the only thing I could think of, though. Is like he, he beats Jay so bad that then Solo realizes it and says, no, enough. And that's when he loses everybody. And that's when he goes into exile. He goes into exile with his titles. That's the only thing I can think of. Austin Theory retains over Sheamus his United States Championship. He is on somewhat of a streak. He has yet to win a match clean as a U.S. champion. And Miz is on a streak of his own. He's yet to win a match in 2023. So interesting there. Edge, in an unadvertised match, comes back. He's on the Waller effect. And he ends up defeating Grayson Waller in the main event of the show, wrestling-wise. And they, this this was a huge thing for a Waller. Like he got put over big time. Um, I thought this was good. You know, this is what they want from him. So what a way to put him over. You know, he's not been. He shouldn't be that his first match. But to main event match Square Garden your first night, good for you. Some more news and notes. Survivor Series will be in Chicago because Chicago gets all the spoils for reasons. There's a new Florida law that allows people to carry guns. With no permit. Well, you can carry guns with no permit, but you will not be allowed to carry them into WWE events. Bandito had wrist surgery this past week. Colt Cabana is now a full-time producer on Dynamite Only. There you go. Matt Riddle and his girlfriend are expecting their first child. LA Knight was top five merchandise sellers in June. Listen to this list. Roman Reigns was one. Cody Rhodes was two. Stone Cold was three. LA Knight was four. How the fuck is Steve Austin still making this much money? That's crazy to me. 
And as a matter of fact, it was someone who just did an interview saying how, was it Mick Foley? It was someone from the Attitude Era. I think it was Mick Foley, but I could be wrong there. So if I'm wrong, sorry. Someone said in one year, Austin made $12 million off a shirt alone. That's fucking bananas. And he's still making bread off these fucking merchandise. That's crazy to me. But think about that. That's the way to get, that is a way to get into Mr. Man's pants. It's not dinner. It's not wine. It's it's you selling merchandise. So hopefully this leads to a U.S. title run with him. Collision. Ricky Starks advances in the Owen Hart tournament. He will face someone next week. Julia Hart wins. Now, after Willow Nightingale was hurt, uh, she was technically too hurt to work the match with Athena tonight. So they're having it on Rampage, which means they're having it on Wednesday night. And so that's who will determine who faces uh, the winner of Ruby Soho and Sky, Sky Blue. Uh, so that match didn't happen. So we had Julia Hart wrestling against a local wrestler. She got the win. So I think that's the only reason they even threw her on there is because it's that injury. Blunt Guts will have two mystery partners. So there will be a mystery partner on the side of the Blackpool Combat Club. And there will be a mystery partner on the side of the Elite. I have no clue. I mean, outside of Kota Ibushi for... Uh, the elite, I can't imagine. I don't know who's going to be this person. But here's something very fucking interesting. It was pitched this week, apparently, that CM Punk be the mystery partner for a Blackpool Combat Club. Now, normally, I would say that's actually a very interesting thing. He has nothing to do with it, but it makes sense. But we also work. We also have AEW, the place where people can make millions of dollars and be children and not want to work. So apparently, CM Punk pitched this himself, supposedly, and even though that uh, Moxley and Punk have had issues, Punk uh, Moxley was open to the idea of Punk being the mystery guy. That's very interesting. So here's my thing, just to get this out of the way real quick, because someone asked me about this report, and I said, uh, and I said, oh, first of all, it's not verified. I haven't seen it from any reputable news source, but this is true. That's interesting. But Punk is, I, it, the rumors, the, the uh, one thing I saw the rumors of Punk being a dick. Let's put that to the side. One thing about now, also was consistent in the weeks up leading up to his return was that Punk wanted to do business. Supposedly, the Young Bucks are the ones that don't want to fuck with Punk. Apparently, Omega's okay with it. Punk is okay with it. It's the Young Bucks that's holding everything up. But that, even so, it's still interesting to me. But he's in a feud currently with Black uh, with, with with Joe and Bullet Club Gold, and like he, it, it would make no sense storyline wise. But it would be a it, what a way to pop a pop a number. Scorpio Sky makes his return to the ring. I think it's been over a year since he's been in the ring. He defeated Action Andretti. He's a babyface now. Bullet Club Goat defeated FTR in a hell of a match. And we're getting it run back next week. It's two out of three falls for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Samoa Joe and CM Punk. Punk wins by the skin of his teeth. Gets laid out with a coquina clutch right after. Um, what I thought was interesting was... After FTR makes a save, Ricky Starks walks out. Just, just it looked like he was checking on Punk, but he didn't go to the ring, because now they're facing each other next week now, and they're facing each other in Calgary, and I guess it looks like it's gonna be a CM Punk win, because um, I don't see him losing. Because part of his storyline now is, until someone pins me or makes me submit, I'm the the champion. Essentially, he's not saying he's a champion, but he's saying it, you know? So, it looks like CM Punk's going to win the Owen. Um, I think it needs... I think it would mean more for Ricky Starks to win the Owen. Um, just being respectful here. I know Adam Cole got hurt last year at Forbidden Door, so he we really didn't get any follow-up on his side of the Owen. But they didn't do anything with Britt Baker's Owen. So, it, it's, it's not going to be defended or anything. It's, a, it's an honor, air quotes, I guess. But I guess it's one of those things where... It's not going to probably lead anywhere anyway, I guess, but I prefer Ricky Starks to win, but it looks like CM Punk's going to win the Owen, so there we go. Um, but this was a strong show, and CM Punk and Ricky Starks should be fun to watch, so um, I'm all in for that. Um, anyways, this went longer than I expected. I don't even know how long I, I, I've been talking my fucking ass off, but no, this Wednesday, we have Secret Invasion Episode 4. Look out for that. And I, I, I'm actually cooking up something. That's going to be pretty good uh, as far as the match of the month for next month. I'm really excited to get into that next month. But, I mean, I'm going I'm to I'm probably record it this week. So, I'm excited about that. So, anyways, enjoy your week, guys. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. 
And you guys have yourself a hell of a week. I am a Slow Chemical. This is I see things a little differently. And we are out.